Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eye. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Live from Hollywood, California, this is So I Married a Movie Geek. Hey guys, what's up? This is So I Married a Movie Geek, the podcast. And I'm Justin, one half of the podcast. To my right is Chrissy, the other half. Two, yeah. two halves become a whole. Maggie's on the floor. She should be like a third or something. Whatever, she doesn't contribute. Yeah, she does. She walks around sometimes and click claps on the floor. That's, she, no. No click clacking? Not on the podcast. Click clack moo. Just in my nightmares at night. Click clack moo. Moo? It's this book called Cows That Type. It's a great kid's book. Okay, that has nothing to do with anything. Click clack moo. What's up? (laughs) Uh, Some sniffling, apparently. But other than that, it's Mother's Day. Yay! It was today uh, Mother's Day, yes. Yeah. And this is significant because Justin had the bright idea to ask uh, each of our moms to tell us their top three favorite movies of all time. Then we decided we would watch one of Justin's mom's favorites and then one of my mom's favorites. It's the least we could do. I know. Well, you know, it's just our little way of giving back. But here's the interesting thing. Um, my mom likes a really weird array and assortment of films. Justin's mom likes some really classic movies that everyone has seen, like The Wizard of Oz, like, what was the other one that she, I had seen? My mom's favorite movie is The Wizard of Oz, but of course, Chrissy's seen that. Yeah. Um, she uh, she has a weird thing for men and drag movies. <laughs> she does have a so weird thing for that. She loves Mrs. Doubtfire. Great movie. And she also loves... Tootsie with Dustin Hoffman. The funny thing was about Tootsie is that I'm sure that this is, you know, one of her more well-liked movies. But in hearing the conversation between Justin and Melanie, it was she was like, oh, I really like The Wizard of Oz. No, I mean, I knew what was going to happen. I called to try to get an answer out of her. And even for something as inconsequential as this, she couldn't make a decision. No, it's not true. She I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that's my favorite. Well, but gee, that's I, a really tough question. This is so hard. <laughs> Why are you springing this on me? It's so hard. I mean, I, I need a little more notice. And then Justin's like, Tootsie, Mom, you like Tootsie, right? That was one of your favorite movies. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I like it. But I really like, oh, Mrs. Doubtfire, that one's a really funny one. And you were like, Tootsie, Mom, Tootsie, you really like Tootsie. That's what I heard. Well, she's just, a, I forgot the other movie. There was another movie that she really, oh, she couldn't Pretty remember. Woman. Oh, yeah, Pretty Woman. But Chrissy still swears that she's seen Pretty Woman. Pretty much. Well, see, that's, what is pretty much equal to, like, pretty f- much equals, 15 minutes no, out of the whole no, movie? No, synopsis, Reader Digest Condensed Version of Pretty Woman. Woman. No, no, I don't want that. I just want, like, percentage-wise, how much of the movie you think you've seen. 70. 70? Sure. Okay, well, here's the thing. Chrissy had also, at one time, said that she had seen Tootsie. I had. Huh? I fell asleep. See, that doesn't count. <laughs> if we counted every movie that you'd fallen asleep to, you'd seen every single movie under the sun. <laughs> because, you know, almost two years into our marriage, I think, or... I decipher that you might be narcoleptic. I might be. <laughs> because you fall asleep during everything. But no, I don't. I don't fall asleep during, like, bike riding or snorkeling. Thank God. <laughs> I think the point is, don't say you've seen something if you fell asleep during it. I didn't do it intentionally. I knew, you had, class. I, I knew you hadn't seen this movie because you couldn't add anything to the discussion. You're like, yes, I'd seen it. And I'll be like... All right. Well, it sounds like you. Hey, I told it. you Dustin Hoffman plays a woman. Wow. 
Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. You know what really kills me is that this was a, one of the movies we were, we were required to see when I was at Moorpark College. We had a film studies slash human sexuality class. Totally had nothing to do with each other, but they gave us six units for it by putting them together. And they made us watch that in class. And I was like, great, nap time. And I fell asleep. I don't know how I got an A in that class. Which is weird because you're always talking about, I can't take naps. When I was in kindergarten, I was the kid that wouldn't take a nap. Apparently I was very whiny about the fact that I didn't take naps as a baby. No, apparently they should just shown you a movie during nap time. I know. <laughs> I don't take naps. What is that, a movie? <laughs> I, I love that I'm also from Minnesota. I don't take naps. Movies are your, like, nap kryptonite. <laughs> they are. <laughs> no, you mean my stay awake kryptonite. They're like Seneca. <laughs> which you'll see has significance for one of the movies. So, but, but, okay, Tootsie. Yes. 1982, Tootsie starring... Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman, Terry Garr, Bill Murray. Yeah. Bill Murray. Jessica Lange. I had no idea that Bill Murray was in this. Bill Murray, my favorite Bill actor Burry. of all time. <laughs> Who's Bill Murray? Who's Bill Murray? Yeah. That's uh, Bill Murray's um, <laughs> alternate ego, I guess. I don't know. I Is said he Bill- friends with Christian Bale? I said Bill Murray. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. Cool. So, it's one of your mom's, well, we think, one of your mom's favorite movies. Yeah, I don't know. My mom liked movies, uh, people in drag. But she's big on um, inoffensive, witty comedies, which actually is kind of rare to come by if you think about it. Usually, comedies that build themselves as witty aren't, you know, PG, let's say, you know, they kind of offend a certain crowd. Or if they're good, clean humor, then they're not funny to the opposite crowd who considers themselves a little more cosmopolitan. She, your mom is really good at, at liking movies that kind of ride that line in the middle of being funny and witty without being offensive. All right. I'll go with that. <laughs> Do you not agree? Isn't that a great uh, compliment? No. It means your mom has good taste. She does have good taste. It's yeah. true. So why would you refute that? I didn't refute it at all. Okay. I said I'll go with it. That's right. yeah. the opposite of refute. But with your eyes, you said, why is she going down this road? Yeah, mom, why? If you're gonna watch a funny movie, can it not have a guy in a dress? I mean, that's just me, but. Justin, you're the movie geek. You know a lot more about the canon of film than I do. Was this. What does it mean? What does it say about my mom? You ask her favorite movies, and she's like, The Wizard of Oz, two, guy, two comedies about a guy in a dress, and one about a whore that becomes, you know. She turns her life around. Pretty woman. It says your mom's a very tolerant person. My mom's awesome. It's true. So So what did you think well, about Tootsie? Wait, I was going to ask you something. I was saying that you understand the Canada film much better than I do. What Canada film? Guys in drag? No. Well, that too. But a lifetime of you know filmmaking. <laughs> was this one of the first movies, mainstream movies, that had the main character and a name actor in drag the entire time? Of course not. Then what? What? This was in '82. That you know, film have been film's been around a lot longer than that. Well, that's why I'm asking. You're the movie geek. Educate me. Well, there's like some like it hot with Jack Lemmon and no. That's not a Marilyn Monroe movie. Yeah, she was in that. But she's a girl, not a dude playing a girl. But Jack Lemmon's not a girl. Jack Lemmon's in it, like Grumpy Old Man. Yeah, one of the Grumpy Old Men. Really? You never seen it? No. Yeah, there's a lot of movies that you haven't seen. Well, so I'm asking you to substantiate your argument with, with other movies. Uh, well, I mean, there's been several movies like that. I, I don't know a lot of them other than some like I had before, Tootsie. But, but here's a question. Okay. Were those main characters who were in drag helping or hurting the journey of people who are either transgender, transsexual, or somewhere under the trans umbrella? What? Helping or hurting? Yeah. Like, I, I haven't seen some like it, Hoppe. Was Jack Lemmon kind of like making fun of the stereotype and, you know, you're laughing at him as opposed to with him? Like Dustin Hoffman. No, you laugh never, with him. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, Dustin Hoffman, you never laugh no, great, at him. You a, laugh with him. No, it's a great movie. Okay. Well, good. But back to Tootsie. Well, I was trying to illustrate that I thought maybe I was wrong, but that Tootsie was kind of a 
I guess, a milestone movie in that regard, but I guess not. I mean, it's a, it was a milestone movie. It was a great entry into that genre. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So doesn't happen win any awards? Did he win an award? I figured you would know. I don't know. I was that was in eighty two. I wasn't staying up for the Oscars at that point. <laughs> you were two years old. Get on it, Justin. Uh, I feel like he should have. He was very, very convincing to the point where there were certain moments where I almost forgot that it was Dustin Hoffman and you know he was playing woman as opposed to actually being a woman. He was that good. Do you agree? I thought he was wonderful. Is there anything you didn't like about his performance? No, no. This is one of the ones, you know, when you're a kid and your mom made you watch Sober Times. I didn't mind watching Sober Times because he was good. You know what else I liked? I liked that he was trying to get on a soap opera. Because I get that world. I watch I watch one soap. Just one. Mm-hmm. I'm not the girl who sits at home and goes, Mama's got to watch her stories. But I've been watching the same soap opera since I was 14 years old. And I have to know what happens. So I keep watching. And I feel like they hit the soap genre like nail right on the head. As far as the craziness, as far as who's hooked up with who and the lines and like how people just start improving stuff the day of. And you would know. I would. and <laughs> I would. I would. And I had a special appreciation for that because I got it. It's not like she was trying to break into... Shakespeare, where I'd be like, I I did a Shakespeare play once, but I don't really know anything about that. It's going to go over my head. This did not go over my head. I'm glad. Thank you, Tootsie. So are you glad that you finally stopped lying about it and and watched I wasn't lying. I mean, I sat in the theater. (sighs) Well, then I wonder how many other movies that you were like half comatose (laughs) for, but actually watched (laughs) during this. You must have... Aced all these tests on these movies. I did pretty well, which is kind of surprising. But it could be because I told one of the professors that I was reactive hypoglycemic. and <laughs> He's like, um, Ms. McQueen, can we speak about your um, narcolepsy during every single movie that we ever watch? <laughs> Actually, no. She was a bitch, and she wouldn't let me eat during class. And finally, I was like, I'm hypoglycemic. You still want to take this candy bar away from me? And she was like, no, I guess not. We'll talk about it later. So you became known as the narcoleptic girl with lots of candy bars. <laughs> I think it... Don't take my candy bar. I'll pass out. It might have been a Nutri-Grain bar. Either way. But I had a bar in my hand and, like, passed out at the... In, we ha- It was like... um, It wasn't a desk. That's just it. If you're uncomfortable, you'll stay awake. But if you're comfortable in, like, a movie chair... Oh, out like a light. <laughs> But let's go back to, I also enjoy the fact that it's the behind the scenes of a soap opera. Um, I like movies like that. Like Soap Dish. You ever seen Soap Dish? No. Chrissy. I'm sorry. This has gotten really sad. (laughs) What? How has Miss Bold and the Beautiful never seen Soap Dish? I'm sorry. Like I said, I only watch one soap and it's Bold and the Beautiful. I don't watch any other. This is ridiculous. You're ridiculous. I'm taking away your gay guy card. You have many of gay... I'm not a gay guy. Gay gay guy friends. They never got you to watch Soap Dish? No. My gay friends are into musical theater, not soap operas. Well, they should love Soap Dish. (laughs) Why? Because it's a great movie. Okay, are you gay? Are you trying to tell me something? Yes, this is the way it comes out. And in, you know... Oh, no! In a stupid podcast episode about Tootsie. Well, now everything makes sense. No, um, <laughs> as you have already told you, my mom made me watch this movie several times. How did she make you watch these movies? You're going to sit down today and you're going to watch Soap Dish. Then she's like, what should we watch? <laughs> I know, Tootsie. Savannah smiles. And then Tootsie. <laughs> My favorite double feature of happiness. And soap dish. And you know, you're a good kid. You don't want you want to make your mom happy. And if watching Tootsie for the forty seventh time makes her happy. <laughs> so then what happened when you got older and you were like, That was the, the Mom, so that, we have silence of the lambs. Let's watch that. No, Tootsie. <laughs> or Pretty Woman. Or Wizard of Oz. Can I have a conversation with your mom right now? I, I watched those so much, I guess they all got jumbled together, and I just <laughs> half, half expected for, uh, you know, Julie Garland to be caught up in the twister and 
a, you know, a hooker go, come by her by. <laughs> Maybe she killed Julie Roberts with the house. With Dorothy Michaels's voice. <laughs> she's no, she's she's Glinda the Good Witch in the bubble. Yes. Because I enjoy being a woman. So, what did you like about Tootsie? Uh, well, first of all, besides the soap opera thing, what did you think of the the, the actors? Well, it had a lot of heart. It had a lot of heart. It did. It had I a lot see of heart. that on the poster now. Back in 1982. <laughs> oh, jeez. Chris, it had a lot of heart. <laughs> no, I mean, the character of Dorothy Michaels is a sympathetic character without being uh, a, uh, a sap. Does that make any sense? Like, you root for her, you care for her, you have empathy for her, but you're not like, oh, what a little sap. She's strong. Yes. But she's so much more likable than... Uh, Dustin Hoffman's actual male character. And when at the end... Well, that's the whole thing. I know, but at the end when he switches back and Julie's like, I miss Dorothy. I thought, me too. Come you wanted to start, come back with the voice? I did. Can you do the voice? Let's have a Tootsie off. Okay. All right. I, I want... need some lines. I don't okay. have lines like you do. Okay. Read, read. read this paragraph? Yeah, read that paragraph. Okay. Tootsie off. All right. Oh, I know what y'all really want is a gross caricature of a woman to prove some idiotic point that power makes a woman masculine or masculine women are ugly. Well, shame on you for letting a man do that or any man that does that. That means you, dear. Miss Marshall, shame on you, you macho shithead. <laughs> That's my tootsie. That was really good. Hey, thanks. <laughs> That's much better than my tootsie would How be. How would we know? Huh? It's your turn. You have to do it. Oh, I know what y'all really want is some gross caricature of a woman to prove some idiotic point that power makes a woman masculine or masculine women are ugly. Well, shame on you for letting a man do that or any man that does that. That means you, dear, Miss Marshall. Shame on you, you macho shithead. <laughs> Yours wasn't bad. Yeah, I haven't seen the movie in a while. I, hey, I just saw it for the first time. Well, I know. That's why it should be much better, but... No, 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 no. But, yeah, Dustin Hoffman, really, really, uh, really good job. And you mentioned something uh, when we were watching it. You were like, he's, like, really short. And I go, wasn't he 5'8 or so? And then you, you know, did your little computer thing, and you looked it up, and you're yeah. like, nope, he's 5'5". Five five. Yeah. And I thought, wow, they must have had a hard time, fi uh, not firing, excuse me, hiring only petite actresses. To play around him, and even more welcome, petite actors. Welcome to Hollywood. A lot of short Thank guys you. in Hollywood. A lot of tall guys in Hollywood, too. Um, but a lot of short guys, too. Most of the men that I have, I have met in this business are tall. Yeah? Most. Tom Cruise? I haven't met him. Yet. <laughs> I doubt that's going to happen. Uh, the soap opera people that you've met, are they tall or short? Um, the older characters tend to be a little more diminutive, but not by much. The but most of them are tall. So we're getting taller. Yeah, well, each generation. So the is bold, taller. bold and the beautiful, the twenty twenty bold and the beautiful edition is going to be all over six foot, foot yeah. tall people. Oh yeah, for sure. Like Ridge is like five ten. Wow, he must be scary. Ridge, 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 Ridge. Ridge just saved Brooke from a deserted island where she almost slept with his son. It was really weird. I yeah. <laughs> I just find funny the people like you they've been watching forever and like they get married again and you're like, yep, that's their ninth time getting married. <laughs> and I'm like, seriously? Yep, ninth time. It's even weirder when you've sat on the set like I have, and you see that the characters... Ooh. No, 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 no. If we could only all sit on the set. Shut up. That was not meant to be a humble brag. But, like, how the actress, actresses and actors can't remember... Because they have so many, you know, uh, pages and so much dialogue to learn in such a short amount of time that literally from one sentence to the next, they can't remember their next line. And I was sitting there and I was listening. I'm like, your next line should be like, oh, I could kill Amber. But, you know, Catherine Kelly Lang couldn't remember it like four times and had to reach under the chair where her script was hiding and be like, I just need to look one more time. 
I, I think that it's almost at that point not even acting. It's like regurgitating what you just saw on the page long enough. Like, keep it in your head and spit it out. But, but Tootsie, she was an actress. So, yeah, one of the problems I think that uh, Dustin Hoffman's character, Michael Dorsey, had was when he didn't have his wig on, his regular Michael Dorsey voice mm-hmm. was like this. He was like... I am Michael Dorsey. I'm not having an affair. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah, I know you're right. It's a really strange... But really fast and really, like, really deep. I yeah. am Michael Dorsey. <laughs> so some of my favorite I've, moments came I've when he was... I played a tomato on, on Broadway. When he was dressed up as Dorothy, but he used his own voice. Like, when he hit the cabbie or when he took that guy out of the cab or when he was talking to the agent. That was so funny to see the juxtaposition of his Dustin Hoffman voice inside the Dorothy disguise. Sidney Pollack, director of this movie, also plays the agent of Michael Dorsey. But yeah, that was that's one of my favorite scenes is when they go into the, is it the Russian tea room? I don't know where they are. In New York? I haven't been to New York. You would know. You've been there. Oh yeah, no, many times. <laughs> but uh, that and then... Just all like the side characters, like Gina Davis, who's constantly in her underwear. Oh yeah, she didn't do very much other than be in her underwear. Incidentally, that must have been one of her first rock. That's where she got her big break. <laughs> rock it out in her underwear. Jessica Lange. What do you think of Jessica Lange? She was really good. I didn't even know it was Jessica Lange for the longest time, and then I said something about the blonde girl, and you were like, "You mean Jessica Lange?" And I went, "Uh, yeah," pretending like I'd known the entire time. Who'd I you, didn't. Who did you think it was? I didn't really know who it was. I just thought she was cute, and I liked her. Dabney Coleman as the direct, the lecherous soap opera director. Who? Dabney Coleman. Who? Dabney. Who? Did you uh, name your first son Dabney? I would not. But thanks for asking. <laughs> Why would you? Sure. Uh-oh. Split up time. Dabney. Dabney. So were there any other things that... Let's say that you were in the um, the role. Like you were uh, Jessica Lange's character. I know. Character. I know what you're going to ask me. Yeah. Would you take him back at the end where he's like... No, just as a friend. I wouldn't be able to see him as a romantic figure after having known him in the, in the guise of Dorothy for so long. I might be able to forgive him because I understand he needed to take it, the job that is, you know, for work. And he didn't, like, outright, like, totally hit on her. Yeah, but your Dorothy. dad proposed to him, too. I yeah. mean, you can't get past that. I could. You could? As a friend, yes. I would never be able to, like, date him. So you wouldn't be like, okay, let's just date... I like you, and then when we're alone, you can be Dorothy Michaels, and that will make me happy. What? Because <laughs> at the end, she's, she, she was like, I miss, I miss Dorothy. I miss Dorothy. Well, they could still date, you know, and in public, date, be like... Michael. And then in private, she could say, okay, act like Dorothy a little bit. But why do you want to know? Why would she want Oh, some Dorothy that? advice. But that's different. She wanted Dorothy for the friendship, not because it, like, turned her on. She's like, I'm it's Dorothy. But she's an actress, you know? She can have a schizophrenic boyfriend. What? Half Michael Dorsey, half Dorothy Michaels. No? No. No? No. Hate to tell you. By the way, I just realized when you said that, that he can't Dorothy control. Michaels was a take on his name of Michael Dorsey. I don't you know. You just realized that? Just now. <laughs> That's not good. I know. Uh, in fact, I was... Mark, Mark, Michael Dorsey. In fact, yeah, I'm, when... I'm Michael Dorsey. When we were watching the movie and he said his name was Dorothy? Noted noted Broadway actor, Michael Dorsey. We got it. I was like, oh. Well, Dorothy Michaels. This makes sense why uh, Justin's mom is into this because Dorothy and Dorothy, Wizard of Oz and Tootsie. <gasps> That's it. I know. There's a parallel. Yeah. Is there a Dorothy and Pretty Woman? Is there... I keep saying pretty women as if I'm, it's the Sondheim, um, Sweeney Todd, you know, pretty women. You know we're going to have to watch Pretty Woman because I'm pretty sure yeah. that this 70% is more like 7% that you've seen in Pretty it's Woman. That's not true. Well, I would go ahead. I would start quizzing you for, like, plot points. Go ahead. Who plays Richard Gere's friend in the movie? Richard Gere has a friend? Yeah. His like best friend in the movie, played by a, fa- a famous TV actor. Who is it? I don't know. 
What do you mean you don't know? You've seen Pretty Woman, 70% of it. He's definitely in 70%. Listen, listen. Unless you watch everything that he's seen. Listen. Go. There's a scene in a bathtub. There's a scene with Shh. with jewels, and she puts her finger in it, and she laughs because it snaps on her finger. She's wearing a pink dress. There's a scene at a, at a derby. You've seen the trailer. Congratulations. <laughs> There's a scene in a derby. This is not like a this is not like a movie that I'm trying to get you to see because it sucks. <laughs> Pretty Woman was actually a good movie. No, and at the end he's at the bottom this of the fire. This isn't Lord of the Rings. <laughs> no, and at the end there's a fire escape and he's standing at the bottom with flowers and he's trying to win her over. See, I've seen it. That was kind of like the girl that recreated Star Wars without ever seeing Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, see, she's a. She's like a prostitute, and he comes, and he's like in a car, and he like gives her money. Yeah, and there's they, a car. And they have sex. Well, kind of. <laughs> hey, if somebody wants to illustrate this, I'd be happy to voice over it for you. I'm not going to make you watch anything you don't want to watch. I would watch Pretty Woman. I keep trying to say women. What's wrong with me? because you've never seen the movie. No, it's because I keep thinking of Sondheim. Oh. So. Pretty Women. da 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 I kind of want to have this Tootsie soundtrack, though. You do? Why? Because it's got some really catchy tunes. All right. Like that one song where um, Tootsie's getting really famous. Mm-hmm. And so they to show that, they have a, a scene where they have the, Go, Tootsie, go. Oh, yeah, And he's like yeah. all on the magazine covers. <laughs> and for some reason, he's like a Native American. <laughs> and then he's a ninja or something. They were smart but all, to, but all in Dorothy Michaels' clothes. They were smart to always put him in a turtleneck, by the way. Well, smart for him. But, you know, here's the interesting thing. Whenever he was on camera, he was also wearing something that covered his Adam's apple. He wouldn't have been in charge of that. That would have been a wardrobe decision. I just love the fact that the male characters flocked to him like he was some fly tape. Like they, like the guy that played Commandant Lassard on the Police Academy movies, the um, the doctor, the old doctor, oh, yeah. who ended up trying to serenade. <laughs> yes. Like he got hit a couple times with some folders in the head. You're by, right. By yeah. trying to kiss. They were all about Dorothy. They wanted to get some of that. Was they were like. Because she's so, like, outspoken and, you know. She's different. She's different. And they were like, ooh, break me off a piece of that Dorothy action. And then he'd just improv off script and they'd be like, what is he, what is she saying? Yes, that's exactly what happened. Justin, what are you pulling up on your iPhone during this podcast? What is, what is happening here? What? What are you doing? We need to know. No, continue. We're talking about Tootsie. But you're pulling something up. What? Why? What? This is a. Nobody can see that I'm doing that. Obviously. So when you point it out. Right, but because it's so distracting. Never mind. Okay. Jeez. Okay. Why don't you talk? I was talking, and you've been doing this the whole podcast. No, I haven't. I've been talking about Tootsie. So what would be your final grade for Tootsie? B. B. Yeah. Okay. And for you. Um, well, I have to give it an A because it's one of my mom's favorite movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, A! <laughs> I round it up. Extra credit. Now, let's go to your mom's favorite movies. Oh, dear. Okay. I guess it's a good thing we didn't watch Going with the Wind, number no, one. She hates that movie. Well, that was one of the ones that you originally wanted to watch. Not this weekend. <laughs> Yeah, she hates Gone with the Wind. We don't know why. She wants it to go with the wind. Forever. I think she thinks it's too, like, I'm scarlet, and I'm dramatic, and I have a curtain rod in my back like Carol Burnett. Um, but my mom... <laughs> so she's seen the movie like you've seen, you know, Pretty Woman. Yeah, yeah. Seen with quotations. I know my mom obviously pretty well and I knew right away when you when you had this idea that she was going to say Casablanca which I have seen and um, I was like and beyond that I don't know I mean I know she likes Star Wars a lot but I don't know if she'll name that as her favorite and, oh man she should have that would have been fun but I've seen Star Wars we've talked about this <laughs> <laughs> you've seen I think you've seen some of the first like the original Star Wars. Yeah. And then you've seen like a couple scenes from... The newer ones? Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely haven't seen full movies though. I think I have. Not the third one. I guarantee you haven't seen them. Doesn't matter. 
Um, and then she wrote back to you, Casablanca, which I knew she would. And then she had two other interesting choices. Uh-huh. What were, I, we, I know one of them because it's when we watched. But what was the third? I don't know. You don't what remember? was it? No. I don't she, remember. She's your mom, not mine. No, but she texted you. Don't you. Yeah, and I showed you the text. It wasn't like Jumanji, but it was something that was really random. It was Jumanji. <laughs> it was not Jumanji. That would have been great. <laughs> have you seen Jumanji? Yes. Oh. Um, most of it. You know, it <laughs> there's a board game. Bonnie Hunt is in it. The board game comes to life. Let me guess. You stop like a, an hour, an hour, ten minutes in. Okay. I've watched 75% of the movie. I heard somebody once talking. That's all, that's all that I need to watch just in case, of, in case of a future quiz. I was listening to a comic recently talk about how her parents talk about movies and they're like, she goes, they fall asleep during every single movie. But then afterward, they'll recommend a movie to you based on what they thought of like the first 10 minutes. And then if you remind them that they fell asleep, they'll be like... I felt like it was going in a good direction. Oh, that's Silence of the Lambs. Wow. It's a good thing that the lambs shut up in that final scene, you know? They were all, like, doing lamb sounds. And then they, and then they were silenced. I knew that was going to happen before the time of the movie. And then the sound of silence played over the credits. <laughs> For that that pretty woman movie, man, that girl was pretty. <laughs> and was that bathtub scene? I don't know. All right. I can't wait till we have kids and you can tell them this is how your mommy watches movies. <laughs> no, I'll be like, all right, who wants to go see a movie? Don't tell your mom we're going. <laughs> it's just a waste of a ticket. Oh. She'll just fall asleep and then tell us, you know, that she loved the movie. <laughs> That's just snoring. I don't snore. So your mom's choice. Oh, uh, the was, one that we actually took advantage of was The Last of Sheila. Oh, and we took advantage of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tonight. Yeah, that, that Sheila was all about hanging out with us in our uh, living room. On the couch. <laughs> Where we watched it. Yep, yep, we did. Took advantage of our eye holes. Of our what? Our eye holes. Oh, our we, eye sockets. We watched it. Nineteen seventy two, The Last of Sheila, which was is notable because it's a movie I've never seen before. Yeah. Not only have never seen, never heard of before. I'm actually really shocked that my mom didn't mention the big chill in her choices because every time I feel like I see her, she mentions something about the big chill and how great of a movie it is. Her and every single person in their 40s and 50s. I think she stopped watching movies after like 1978 because like all... <laughs> kind of like you. <laughs> except after. Like, basically, all of her favorite movies are in the 70s, except for Casablanca. Like, no, she loves Pineapple Express. Yeah, she does, but that's because we made her watch it. But she loves The Big Chill. She loves The Last of Sheila. She loves Empire Strikes Back. Well, everyone loves The Big Chill, not really because of... Because you ask him, you're like, oh, really? You love The Big Chill. What did you love about it? And they'd be like, the soundtrack. Not my mom. She's all, she'll be like... The group of friends and their conversations and <laughs> how they reminisce and it's like how they ended up. That's when I say bullshit. It's the soundtrack. No, not for my mom. Oh, I can well, guarantee you she loves she, the movie. She's definitely, you know. In the minority? Not of the norm. The people that I talk to. Or in general. Yeah. When that guy died, they really grouped together as friends. That Somebody was my, dies? Huh? Somebody dies? Have you seen The Big Chill? No. <laughs> Oops. Spoiler <laughs> alert. That happens at the beginning of the movie, oh. though. That's the whole reason they group together. Oh. She's really told you about it. She must have loved the deal a lot. <laughs> she, you know, my mom repeats the same three stories over and over again, so after a while, I tune out. <laughs> so what, what was the reason for all these friends being together in her stories? They were reminiscing. <laughs> friends tend to do that. Anyway. So on to The Last of Sheila. You had never seen this movie, Justin. Had you, had you heard of it at least? No, like I said, just three minutes ago. I'd never heard of it before. I didn't hear the hearing of it. I just heard that you could see it, which I knew. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was only listening to 78% <laughs> of 
of what I was saying. But I wasn't sleeping. Um, yeah, so was it 72? Last of Sheila starring um, Diane. James Coburn. Yeah. Di- Diane Cannon. Yeah. Of sitting uh, half court at Lakers games fame. She's only the really reason I knew of her. Okay. Um, Raquel Welch, hubba hubba. She was hot. But do you know what the most notable credit of all is? James Mason. Woohoo. Written by Stephen Sondheim. And Anthony Perkins. Chrissy. What? Who is Anthony Perkins? <laughs> don't play this game with me. No, tell me, who's Anthony Perkins? Well, I don't really know, but I will, for the sake of the podcast, admit, when the movie was starting and I saw his name, I said, ooh, ooh, is he the bald doctor from ER? <laughs> <laughs> and Justin, what did you say back to me? I just sighed heavily and <laughs> lowered my head. No, Anthony Perkins is, <laughs> is the star of Psycho. They never saw Psycho. Chris, we have the poster up in our living room Chris, and they never saw it. She's never seen Psycho, guys. <laughs> Sorry, this whole podcast has been like a failure loop of things that I haven't seen. I, you know what? I'm not going to make you watch Psycho for a while now. Just in case you ever have a conversation with someone about ER, and then you'll be you'll say, yeah, Anthony Perkins is great in it. And someone would be, what? Or we start watching Psycho, and I'm like, oh my god, the guy from ER. How did Goose from Top Gun get in Psycho? Is that the same guy as the guy from ER? Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so, um... Sorry, I'm laughing way too much. First time you've ever seen Last of Sheila. <laughs> yes. What did you think overall about the movie, Chrissy? It was hard to follow. <laughs> and here's, here's, here's the <laughs> subtitle for the movie from me. Most confusing game ever. <laughs> oh, man. I wish I could stop laughing long enough to actually talk and explain myself. Rich people have a lot of free time. <laughs> That's what I glean from watching this movie. Okay. So let's set up the basic synopsis for people. Because I have a feeling most people have not heard of The Last of Sheila. Yeah. It's um, basically Clue on a boat. <laughs> Is that Does that... Is that the short synopsis of it, pretty but much? But there's also, like, a murder mystery element. Kind of like that That's one. That's what Clue is. <laughs> <laughs> but there's also a murder mystery element. I never saw a Clue. <laughs> Chrissy, Clue, Clue's a board game, too, Chris. Did you never play Clue the board game? I did. But it's like... <laughs> Colonel Mustard has a robe. <laughs> Chrissy did, but she only paid paid attention to seventy percent of the board game. I just wanted to be Miss Scarlet. Chrissy thought Clue the board game was a love story, <laughs> and she totally didn't even you know get any of the murdery mystery aspect of it. I just wanted to be the girl in the red dress. She had it. She got a feather in her hair. I like that. Colonel Mustard. <laughs> um. <laughs> I need to stop laughing. Wow. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, yeah. But I was thinking when I said... Without the murder mystery aspect, <laughs> Clue's kind of boring. It's a dress-up party. Stress a party where someone <laughs> dies randomly every time. Well, I was thinking of that one episode of Saved that's, by the Bell. That's so unfortunate. What are they playing? What? I was thinking of that one episode of Saved by the Bell where they all end up in like a mansion. And I, I think it's like Lisa's father's mansion or something. And they all start not dying, but disappearing. Wow. <laughs> and when we were in high school, we did a murder mystery dinner night that my friends organized and I was in it. Hey, I was in one too. Were you really? What was yours called? I don't know. <laughs> it was a murder mystery dinner. It's all that mattered. You just had a name? Oh, you were in that popular one called Murder Mystery Dinner. 
They can all be only one. No, well, I mean, what do you mean? Like, they wrote it. No, I was in, like, a, I was in The Mousetrap. That's one of the most famous murder mysteries. Oh, no, no, this the, was, like... There was, there was no dinner involved. Oh, no, this was, like, not a play. This was, like, us. Like, somebody wrote the characters and... And then you, someone killed one of you, just... No, and we all got mailed, like... Snail mail our character description and what we had to wear and show up that night, and we had dinner and like played it out, like just for us. Like that episode of Super. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, Justin. It was just like that episode of Saved by the Bell. I can't believe you. <laughs> back to back to uh, Last of Sheila. So the so basic- it was not- it was kind of like it was kind of like Clue for the people who have either seen the movie Clue or played the board game, Chrissy. But here's the thing: the people were all like movie either stars and movie makers or. See, that's the thing the the main guy who was had the most free time out of them all because he's the one that set all this shit up. The reason he set it up was. It was like, I know what you did last summer. Yes. His wife was killed last summer. So. Wait, Sheila was his wife? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, like, it's like I'm watching the movies alone. Seriously. No. No, he's he's like, I know what you did last summer. I mean, when when your wife dies, what do you want to do the next year, the next summer? You want to put on a murder mystery. <laughs> on your the, boat named Sheila. On your board. Th- oh my God, it makes so much more sense now. I was wondering, I'm like, why is this guy on a boat named Sheila? I need to buy you like a decoder ring <laughs> for movies. Do I need to stop every five minutes and explain what happened no, to you? No, but can I be honest with you? Sometimes when after the movie I'm looking up the internet movie database or I'm looking up the Wikipedia and you're like, don't look up reviews or opinions. I'm, and I tell you, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not. It's just because I don't understand what happened and I need something to tell me I, what happened. I can't figure it out if it's supposed to be a comedy or a murder mystery. And what is this clue business? I thought I was like, wait a minute. If she's dead, how does she still have a boat and how are they all on it? <laughs> yeah, like that's... Like, why don't they ask her if, 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 if they can use their boat for these stupid games? How, why did they wait for her to die and then have a party on, their boat, on her boat that's named after her? Yeah. Okay, so for the first 20 minutes, you couldn't understand anything they said either because it was all recorded in, like, 70s style. <laughs> and they didn't have good boom mics. And so they can't look at you. I keep laughing. And so it was just like, you know, how's up, I'm a smell of the attach. And you were like, what? And don't act like that didn't happen. Because there was one time in particular, I was like, what did he say? And then we had to take I'm, it back like three I'm, times. I'm, I'm 125% certain that you're, you, I think you have the Benjamin Button disease. <laughs> but you're getting older. I think, so in other words, it's like, like real life. You're like 85 years old. You can't hear the movie. You can't follow the movie. For it's like not Benjamin five. Button. I'm Jack. Are you Jack? That, yeah, because he went backwards. Jack actually was hepargeria, so he went forward. Well, that's what I said, Benjamin Button disease, but backwards. Jack. Oh, you mean like that Saved by the Bell episode? <laughs> I don't think there was an episode where they got older. No, I was just making a joke. That I know, I know. That's the reference for, for the murder movie. mystery. Yeah, pretty much. So, um, they're on a boat, and the guy who apparently was Sheila's husband is the one designing, you know, what's, what's this game going to be all about? It's not about murder mystery. We know as the audience watching it that that's what it turns into. But he basically just tells them, here, I'm doling out secrets to all of you. And don't tell everybody what your secrets are. But each day we're going to play the game and try to figure out what one person's secret is by doing all these clues. Except they made it really tricky and hard to follow. Yeah, so the cards were like, I am an alcoholic. I am a little child molester. <laughs> See, you laugh at that, but when when that was the card, I was the one to say, what's with the little? <laughs> Why can't it just be child molester? No, I was like, are they molesting, like, midget kids? Because that's... 
And then I thought more... That's really singling somebody out. And I thought of something more insidious, and I was like, maybe it just has to do with age, in which case that's really bad. And then I thought, or, wait, didn't they give it to a woman? And the woman is, is diminutive. Maybe they're saying that she's a little child molester. Or maybe they're trying to quantify it. Like, I just did a little child molesting. <laughs> yes. But at least, you know, you have a husband who was... Paying attention to the plot. Right. And, and said, that's, that doesn't mean true. Little child molester. <laughs> that's kind of weird. Well, I'm glad that you got that. And then there were other cards like... Um, I am a homosexual. I am a homosexual. The informer. And I'm like, is it like the informant with Matt Damon? That's the thing. It's 1972. And Stephen Sondheim and Anthony Perkins wrote this. But the I am a homosexual card rung like they had, you know... <laughs> killed some puppies or something like the really dramatic music came out when the, the <laughs> I'm a homosexual card got dropped. Right. And it was like, uh Oh, which of them is the homosexual? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Could, did you know who the homosexual was at the like five, five minutes in? I thought like four of them were the homosexual. <laughs> I was like, this whole, this whole boat's gay. <laughs> I was like, Raquel Welch is definitely the homosexual. Did you see how she was talking to that one person? I bet you want to think it was Lee. And then Lee was, like, defending her or something later. And I was like, oh, Lee's definitely the homosexual. And she's having a thing with Raquel Welch. Then that one guy was like, I'm the homosexual. And I was like, well, he is too. But that doesn't stop the other two from being lesbians. That was actually one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Because (laughs) once they decided, okay, we're on this boat together. And we've pretty much got to fess up to which one of these cards is us. Everybody wanted to be the homosexual because that was the... <laughs> that was, like, the least, least culpable one. The least offensive option. Yeah. Like, I'm the homosexual. <laughs> no, I'm the homosexual. I'm the little child molester. And then, <laughs> and then, yeah, when it got to the end, there were only two cards left, one of which was little child molester. <laughs> and the other one was uh, hit and run killer. Like, uh, a.k.a. the person who hit Sheila with their car last summer and, like, you know, ran and got off scot-free. So here's the big problem with this movie, The Last of Sheila. I didn't really care about any of these people. (laughs) It's true. And I didn't care about Sheila because I really... She was only in the movie for ten seconds and then she was ran over by a car. But her name was all over the movie. It was on the boat. And And they talked about her. Oh, that's right. They had Sheila shirts. Yeah. And they all said Sheila. That was kind of awkward. Sheila! And, as it turns out, each card had to do with her name. But when you have a murder mystery like this, you, don't you want the viewers, like, at every turn, wanting to know, like, oh, what, the, what this? I was like, who cares? I just, like, I don't care. I just kind of wanted to make sure that um, I got the whodunit right. And I will give the movie this, although you didn't necessarily care for all of the characters, they were very good at twisting the plot around. Yeah, because a lot, it, a lot of it didn't make sense. Like, why the people were doing what they were doing. But it, but once somebody did a big reveal, then it all did make sense. The reveals made it make sense. But see, this one also had the thing that I don't like with they try to throw you off the scent by showing something that didn't even happen. Like the big reveal. Like someone would be like, this happened. And they had like this whole scene of reveals that actually didn't happen. What are you talking about? It all did happen. Just not as somebody perceived. Okay. Uh, I think that this would make a very good book. I would like to read it as a novel. I would like to read Sondheim's and E.R. Guys's script. But, yeah. it's so, it, The way they did it is so complicated. It's hard to watch as a viewer, even if you are of above average intelligence. It's just, just hard to follow. I think it should have been a musical. Yes, it should have. Yes, it should have. I am the homosexual because I have the I am homosexual card. You gotta have friends who try to kill you on that's, a boat. No, that's you gotta a, have friends. That's the actual song at the end that I had heard, you know, not in association with this movie, but now that it has been plopped <laughs> at the end of this movie very strangely... Like, yep. Like that's the last thing I won't. I don't want Bette Miller singing to me about friends after this stupid clue on a boat <laughs> with a bunch of people that want to be homosexuals. Hey, guess what? Clue is a game about a murder mystery. <laughs> <laughs> I just learned that. 
I just can't believe that you can play that whole game and just totally not know that it's a murder mystery game. I haven't game. played in like 15 years. What is this mousetrap game? Are there mice involved? My mom wouldn't let me have mousetrap as a kid because she was afraid that it was a choking hazard and that the moving parts would somehow like tear off a digit. Maybe that's what she was doing. She was trying to also shield you from Clue. She's like, it's a murder mystery. <laughs> Let's not, you know, depress her anymore than possible at an early age. Yes, that's how it happened. But all right. That's a big hole, in, you know, in your, uh, well, now you know. I was big on Candyland and Monopoly. Happy games. So she didn't say that you could try to eat the board? You can try to eat the board, all these, you know, moving parts you can put it in your mouth. No, although I had splat and the clay was always interesting. She'd be like, ew, that clay gets gross over time. Did you eat a lot of Play-Doh? I did not eat Play-Doh. I was not an eater the of noodle, Play-Doh. The noodle maker, you know, where you That put, was cool. And then he comes out, looks like pink, neon pink noodles. And I wasn't a big fan of, I mean, I liked Play-Doh. I didn't like the idea of eating it. I get frustrated when the colors, too, would run together and then become, like, one big gray gloop. So are you disappointed that ten minutes into The Last of Sheila you say, I know the killer, and then you weren't right at all? Well, no, actually, because uh, through two-thirds of it, if they would have ended the movie at the end of the two-thirds mark, I would have been right. But then they gave a whole other twist, which turned it on its head. No, if they would have ended it... Two-thirds of the movie wouldn't have been right. What are you talking about? I said it was... Oh. Yeah. No, but that's still... that. If we're going by who who it really was... Well, that's what I said. It, just would, it would have made sense. No, well, she, well, that's not really... Actually, that's not true, because... Um, we, we, we kept saying the, you know, overly broad phrase of who's the killer. Killer of whom? If, the, if we're asking who is the killer of Sheila, then yes, I was right. And I still am right, even though there was a plot twist at the end. There might have been more than one killer, depending on the victim. Podcast people. But where are, the, where are these rich people that have all this money to do all these stupid games? Well, they're Hollywood people. <sighs> well, like big time Hollywood people, not like us Hollywood people where we have to work hard. <laughs> like them, they don't have to. They do a movie and then they have... Eight months off, and they have millions of dollars. What would you if one of your friends is like, "Hey, come on my boat for a week. I'm going to put you through a murder mystery game." What would you say? If I had a lot of money, I'd be like, "Yeah, awesome. Let's go." You'd be scared that you might get killed. No. You'd be the murder, the the murder part of the murder mystery. Well, that's just it. They never build it as a murder mystery. He said, "We're going to go on a luxury cruise, and we're going to play a game where we try to figure out each other's secrets every day." Didn't have anything to do with murder. Sounds kind of nefarious. I don't know if I'd take part in that. Well, I agree. But you're also afraid of going on any sort of cruise. You think all cruises are nefarious in nature. Dude, every week somebody gets pushed off a cruise boat. (laughs) Why would I want to be that person? Especially because I'm, you know, a giant. So it wouldn't take very much to push me off a cruise boat since the, the railing would probably come to just above my knee. But you would think that because you're I'll tall... Be like, I'll be like looking off into a distance and somebody just go up and I'll be like, ah, oh, overboard. Think, but wait, you would think that because you're taller and sturdier, it would be hard to knock you off your feet. No, it's like a, I'm like a big ladder. Like just... But not, ladders are heavy. If I don't push the ladder hard enough, it's not going to fall. Well, if the ladder is looking at the sunset and not paying attention <laughs> to the person that's, you know. So, Justin, that's the secret to this. You can go on a cruise, but never stop to look at the sunset. No, I'll just look at the sunset from the middle of the boat. Yeah, or that. <laughs> Don't push me. Don't push me towards that railing. I'm in the middle of the boat. I'm looking at the sunset. Don't kill Somebody me. Somebody will just knock you over to the shuffleboard. No, but like every week someone's getting pushed off a boat or someone's... Getting Natalie Holloway. Getting Natalie Holloway. Holloway. Like, I don't want some, you know, chick <laughs> to take advantage of me while I'm in, you know. Would you be willing to let me go on a cruise by myself with girlfriends? Please don't. <laughs> don't. There's, there's no pluses from that. Please don't. Please don't do that. No, don't. What if I told you I'm going on a murder mystery dinner cruise? I would say... You got a friend. 
put you through stupid games. I, I would hope that you'd be like, Chrissy, before you go, you need to see Clue. You need to know why. <laughs> or play Clue and pay attention. How about that? <laughs> this, this, this movie actually, even though I didn't really like it, reminded me of a better movie about rich people playing games called The Game with, Great Mike, movie. with Michael Douglas. Talking about rich people who have a lot of um, time. Income to fund wild adventures. Sean Penn, how much do you think that cost? Oh, I don't even know. Mil- you got at least a million dollars to, to to pull off that whole thing that he did for Michael Douglas, his well, brother. Duh. I mean, uh, it's totally Im- implausible that that many people could keep a secret like that, too. And he almost died. I know. Like that, he'd have to pay extra. At the end, they're all standing on the roof with the damn champagne. Like, well, congratulations, you made it. Thanks for not dying on your birthday. Yeah, this worked out. But yeah, it's a good movie. And if <clears throat> which is a good movie, the game. Yes, if Last of Sheila does exist as a novel or as a screenplay, I would like to read it, and I recommend that people read it if they can. Watching it, not so much. I would not like to read it. Really, it would make so much more sense though. No. Okay. No. I mean, I watched the movie one time. It was definitely enough. Well, that's your prerogative. It is my prerogative. My Mm -hmm. prerogative. (laughs) Well, now we're just getting loopy. Because we weren't loopy earlier. Well, again, you're dropping numerous info bombs. The fact that (laughs) you didn't know anything about what Clue was about. Why do people keep telling me these secrets? Was someone murdered? <laughs> I thought this was a love story with lots of clues. When, when when it said that Colonel Mustard did, you know, Mrs. Whatever in the library with the candlestick holder, I thought that he... That was pornographic in nature. Annually raped <laughs> her with the candlestick. Did her... Uh, you really went over the fence for that one. You were like, here I come, ready? Leap! Over the fence. Uh, over the fence, into the water, off the cruise ship, into the propeller. You are Natalie Holloway. That's sad. Yeah. Yeah, don't go on cruises, man. <laughs> Justin, thank you for being like the PSA for anti-cruises. Yeah, that's sad. Don't go on cruises, man. You get dead real fast. <laughs> That's how I say to myself, since I really can't afford uh, first class tickets on planes, I say, well, you know, if it's going down, those are the first people who are going to die. What? The people in the front of the plane, first class. What if the plane falls backwards? Like off a <laughs> cliff or something? <laughs> what if it were in reverse? <laughs> well, then that's another conundrum. Or what if the propellers fell out and then it just went like this? <laughs> what if it was going, what if it was falling <laughs> upside down? What if Yeah. What if it was hurtling into space <laughs> in a counter, counterclockwise motion? What if they moved first class to the back? What if it was infected? <laughs> what, are we doing? what if it was infected by a gigantic strawberry mold that slowly overtook the the cabin, but from the back towards the front, you would be dead first if you're in the back. That's why you should wipe front to back. <laughs> For those with strawberry molds <laughs> growing, <laughs> don't want to transfer the mold from you know. <laughs> From one area to another. From where? Are you going to jump over the fence for this one? Betwixt areas. <laughs> yes. Dude, if a strawberry mold is coming at me, and if there's a fence to be jumped over, I will jump over it. I don't understand what you mean by the strawberry mold business. I don't know. You're, we're trying to think of ways. I'm where... imagining like a moldy strawberry, like just kind of. Stop making out. fun. There have been studies done that if you sit in the back, you have a better chance of surviving a plane crash. I thought it was if you're near the wing. But if you're with a soccer team, hopefully you're not the fattest one because they will eat you if they have to. Tune in next week when we Andy, the, watch movies that are not our mom's favorites. 
And hopefully I will not be nearly as loopy. Well, you know, there's always secrets that come out during each podcast. Oh, dear. We should watch Pretty Woman and Clue next week. Well, maybe we will. No, we're watching Bridesmaids, maybe. Okay. Okay. But in the meantime, you can send your comments, suggestions, and hate mail to Twitter, uh, Justin Winters, or at Chris with the K, Winters, all one word. What's play, that? Play some Clue. Play some Clue. And watch The Last of Sheila. Or at least read about it. What's your final grade for Last of Sheila? C plus. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Wow.